Hello, EKN Nation, and welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider here on the EKN Radio Network. This is episode number 25, Tuesday, June the 18th. Hello, folks. My name is Rob Howden. Great to be here once again and uh, to pump out more content for the EKN Radio Network. We're thrilled for all of those of you who have downloaded the EKN Radio Network app to your mobile device. Uh, The best way to, of course, listen to the content that we're pushing out here on EKN Radio for the first time. As always, we push it out first uh, on EKN Radio Network app, or you can go to ecardinews.com slash radio. After that, we end up putting it in the podcast form. You can download that to iTunes and Google Play. Uh, episode number 25 of the Industry Insider, and I'm pleased to have Greg Dingus, the general manager of Margay Racing, joining us here. And uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks, and we'll continue to be busy throughout the summer and into the fall for everyone at Margay. But let's start by welcoming Greg onto the broadcast. Greg, thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Appreciate you having me. Um, you know, the Margay program is is something that I think is one of the the big positives that's going on right now in the sport of karting. Uh, Greg, we'll talk a little bit about it, uh, about the Margay Ignite program. We're going to talk about the Battle of the Brickyard that's coming up. We'll talk about the Quincy Grand Prix that you guys just wrapped up, and we'll cap off this podcast with a kind of a deep dive into the new technical aspects of the 2019 Brava uh, product line. Uh, Greg, let's first start talking about the the Margay Ignite program because, to be honest, you know you guys have people that race your Margay carts outside of the walls of the Ignite program. But one of the big focuses you guys are working on right now is this spec Margay Ignite package running the K3 for senior and masters, the K2 chassis for juniors. This thing is absolutely exploded. Yeah, it's a, it's a great program. Obviously, we have a long history in racing and uh, at the high level as well. I mean, just out my window, I'm looking at 13 WK manufacturers trophies. Um, so yeah. we have a long history there, but it seemed like the sort of beginner side or the entry level of the sport was was being underserved. Um, and so Keith kind of came up with this program that took what what Briggs was already doing with the engine and kind of extended it through the chassis and the tires as well. And and we've come up with this program that makes it really easy for, for brand new people to get involved in the sport. And I think it's, it's being received well because a lot of new people are getting involved all around the Midwest and beyond. So it's been a great program for us. Been a great program for new people. You can you can tell a culture difference in the sport when you when you get inside our tent with these new people and see kind of the time the big time they're having. So we're super happy with it. We're excited to expand and and I think it's going really well so far. Yeah, the cool thing to give a bit of an overview, of course, on this Margate Ignite Spec program is the fact that you know obviously the Briggs LO two hundred six engine was this amazing power plant that came out. Briggs said, hey, we're going to seal this thing. We're going to make it really easy. It's going to be cheap. It's going to be turnkey out of the box. You guys take that power plant. You know, and we all talked about trying to come up with this package that could be below $4,000. And a couple of years ago when this thing started, it was right around $39.95. It's just over top of that now. We're talking a spec Margate chassis. You came up with a fantastic chassis uh, with limited adjustability, but still enough to be able to, to dial the cart in. You put the Briggs on it, you know, the spec Briggs, you have all spec parts. You guys are now uh, with Hoosier as a distributor for the, for Hoosier cart sport, which is amazing. So you got this package, this all American package, Margate chassis, uh, Briggs engine, Hoosier tires. That's the spec package. And the cool thing is Greg, and I'll let you talk about it a little bit. It's a spec package. So any track around the country can add the Margate Ignite class, whether it's junior senior, master, whatever it may be, they can add that to their club structure. 
And then you guys turn around and through Margay, you guys have lined up uh, events like the Battle at the Brickyard, like Quincy Grand Prix. You do it at the Rock Island Grand Prix where they've added the class, but you guys also bring the whole Margay tent program. And for a super cheap price, somebody can fly in from California, from the Pacific Northwest, from wherever Northeast and tent with you guys on an, a complete arrive and drive program on that spec level level playing field. That's we, the numbers you guys are seeing at some of these races. We'll talk more about, of course, Quincy and Battle of the Brickyard. But you guys are launching like 30, 40 plus everywhere you go. Even, you know, WK Cart Week. You guys, the tent program as well has been amazing. Yeah, sort of to unpack where you started there, the the, mm-hmm. the chassis side uh, of it is, is spec. And we run a really tight rules package. Um, and I think that kind of continuity helps helps new racers mind be a little more at ease, you know, that they can focus on developing their skills and learning how to work on their equipment without sort of fear of new product kind of being rolled out where there would be sort of like a performance advantage. Um, there's no sort of, there won't be a new engine. There won't be a new set of wheel. You know, there's, there's nothing that's going to change in the rules, the continuity over the five year period, apart from the switch from obviously Bridgestone to Hoosier has remained unchanged. The weights have remained the same. Everything has remained the same. And I think, uh, as we know, sort of carding, the carding industry has a lack of continuity across regions. And this program helps us expand into other regions where people can sort of cross regional race. Um, They can go to different clubs without even having to change weight. I mean, really, they're just changing the fuel that they put in the cart. So that's been really important. I think that's part of the reason it's so successful. And isn't that the beauty of it? How, how many conversations have you been in? How many conversations have I been in when, when people complain about the fact that, you know, they race in California in one spec, they can't go somewhere else and race that chassis because either the engine specs are different, you know, whether it was a Yamaha having different engine specs, uh, different pipes, you know, the tires are one thing, like you say, uh, but to be able to have that continuity and to have people be able to race interclub, interstate, whatever it may be, Greg, throw mm-hmm. Canada in as well, right? You look at Charlotte Lalonde coming up from Canada. She's a Margay driver up in Ottawa. She comes down and wins at the Battle at the Brickyard. The fact that people can come from all over, from different countries as well. I just, I think that is just so crucial right now. Yeah, I think so. I, and I think people are attracted to the idea of sort of a uniform uh, sort of rule set. It's it's very similar to how IROC was in NASCAR. and. Wow, yeah. uh, and it's just it, in carding because this is hobby money, you know, this is expendable income. People don't want to spend money just to stay in the same place they're at. They don't want to, if the rules change and disc clutches are allowed, everyone will spend $400 on a disc clutch just to run in the same place they were before. You know, so <laughs> that's so true. Um, yeah. I think, I think we've seen like a, you know, Keith saw an issue uh, with the way it was being done. And I, I mean, quite frankly, we just did something about it. And, and again, it's, it's for new people. I mean, there, there's so many overwhelming factors when getting involved in this sport, sadly, and, and the industry's done it to ourselves. Um, and I think that this program helps sort of limit that stuff, you know, so that when somebody calls and wants to get involved, the question isn't necessarily, I mean, eventually the goal would be that the question wouldn't be sort of where you live or how much money you want to spend. It's just binary that this is where you start. When you call wanting to get into karting, bam, you start in an Ignite cart and you go racing. And, and by the way, you can race at cool places like Daytona and, and Brickyard and, you know, Quincy Park and all these historic races and racetracks that you can race a go-kart there. I mean, this year we've run at Circuit of the Americas. We've run at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the Daytona International Speedway. There's no other series in racing that 
can say that, you know, so, and we're just out here playing with go-karts. So I think, I think it's a huge attraction to people to get to race at places they've always wanted to on packages that they know they can't be outspent sort of to win on. Speaking today with Greg Dingus from Margay Racing, the general manager at Margay Industry Insider, episode number 25. You know, one of the things, Greg, we have always talked about, and Keith Freeber and I have talked about it over the 25 years I've known him. It's about removing that barrier mm-hmm. of entry, right? It's keeping the cost down so that someone can actually be involved. Um, the lower price you have, you guys have for a turnkey package in the Margate Ignite program then turns around to having a, an even more affordable use package if somebody wants to get an Ignite, which I love. The barrier of entry is not just money, though. It's also technical knowledge and you mentioned mm-hmm. that that's the that's the key right anybody can come in here you don't need to know a lot about the technical side of the sport to jump into this because you're not going to get out clutched or out tired you know what i mean it's, it's it's the setup is there's there's a, a certain window of setup that you can play with but for the most part the margay ignite program really focuses on the experience having fun and and really the driver being able to hustle the cart around yeah, I think so. I we we spent a lot of time on the Ignite cart. Albeit a spec cart, it's not like we just we didn't just develop something and put it on track. We spent a lot of time with uh, a few different models trying to make sure that it was going to be user friendly. You know, that we didn't hand the customer a puzzle and they had to figure it out themselves in terms of like how to go fast in it. So mostly most of the races that you see won at the big level. You know, Jeff just last weekend and and obviously Evan being super fast all the time. Those guys are running on standard setups i mean it's not a puzzle we we've we've developed a chassis that like you say is very wide we can put it in the hands of the user and they have a package to win straight away it's not sort of you spend four thousand then if you really want to win you have to you know buy these extra camber pills or anything crazy like that you right from four thousand you can win the race and i think you know that coupled with the sort of spec nature of the program is is really helpful in selling it to people that are maybe on the fence of racing that don't want to get involved because they they don't want to get thrown in the rabbit hole of money um, and and they can just get right out and go straight to win and have confidence in that package. Well, you know, the, the foundation of the sport, that grassroots level, I think is, is, is most key. When we talk about the pyramid of karting, I know a lot of the focus goes on that top of the pyramid, the, the kind of three, four, five percent of the sports participation, which is probably about 90 percent of the money that gets spent. But that's mm-hmm. not the, that's not the sport. The sport itself is truly that big, wide bottom base, the foundation of the pyramid, which is club racing. And then, of course, you move to regional racing. Now, you guys, what you're doing is helping to really inject a lot of excitement into the the foundation of the sport. Let's talk a little bit about the kind of growth of the Margay program, the Ignite program. Obviously, the flagship series at Gateway Cartplex. The great part about that is they have their rental car program and rental racing there. You guys pull guys out of the rental program into the full-on Ignite deal, which is amazing. But it's really starting to expand as well, which which I think is great. There's And I'll let you talk about it. There's a new program at the new karting circuit at the Audubon Country Club in Joliet, Illinois. 61 Cartway in Iowa has added the program. TNT Cartway across the river um, you know, in West Quincy. The Mid-State Cart Club as well. Uh, a new program coming in Hastings. Talk a little bit about about the growth and some of these programs where the Margie Ignite is coming in and is really establishing the baseline for even for like a club like Audubon. It's a straight Ignite series. Yeah, um, the, the the program itself is it started at Gateway Carplex. We were very lucky as Keith was coming up with this idea. Uh, Curtis Francois had just taken over the Gateway Motorsports Park. 
and was committed to sort of rebuilding it as a premier racing facility. And that included a go-kart track, which he was very happy to let us help sort of design. He, he was very dependent on our experience. And then thank, thank, thank the good Lord. He got key Scharf in there to help sort of manage everything because I don't know that anybody could do it the way quite that key Scharf has done it. So a lot of, a lot of pieces fell yes. into place at the same time, uh, which made it very easy for us to sort of be able to use that track as a test bed for our program. Um, and we, you know, straight from the beginning, there's kinks you got to work out and we've been able to sort of hone it in over the last yeah. five years. And, and as we've continued to develop and it's starting to grow somewhat exponentially, um, other tracks have, in the area have taken notice and our racers at Gateway wanted to travel around as well. And again, I mean, when, when you, when the only variable in going to other tracks is simply going to other tracks, um, it becomes a lot more uh, <laughs> enticing for people to do so. So you, you don't have to change weight or tires or slides in the carburetor or I mean, change the rear gear occasionally and, and get fuel from a different station. I mean, that's, it just doesn't, I mean, it, it honestly just doesn't get any easier than that. And I think that has been attractive to other tracks as well. And they've seen the growth that we've seen here where maybe their clubs are, they're wanting to see some growth uh, specifically in the 206 section. And, and they've kind of adopted those as well. We've got great partners at each one of those. I mean, honestly, Mike Long at Hastings and Tony Nielsen up at 61. I mean, carding can't be done the way that it's being done without great people at the helm. And thankfully, we've partnered with some of those people to make that stuff happen. Let's talk about the new opportunity as well. Uh, I know it's 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 kind of really in its infant stages right now, down at the Motorsports Ranch in Crescent, Texas. Uh, you know, a great facility down there. They've actually just we've seen stuff on on Facebook and social media. They've actually built a car track there. They've got the asphalt down. Uh, I think they're probably a little bit of time away from being able to get racing on it right now. But they've uh, they've jumped on board, as you said you guys were able to perfect the program at Gateway. So it's essentially kind of a turnkey deal that you guys can bring to the table. They've already bought a bunch of Margate Ignite chassis. You're going to have essentially a Margate Ignite outpost down in Crescent, Texas at Motorsports Ranch as well. Yeah, they very similar to um, Autobahn in sort of their the way their facility worked. Yeah. It was a country club for, for big cars um, and spec Miatas and all kinds of just various racing industries. Um and they've they wanted something that they could just go beat up on the car track. Really, I mean, it's it was similar to how Autobahn started, and that they wanted something that maybe was a little less intensive, and that they could just easily get out and get on track, have some fun with their buddies, and then you know pull it in, and very little maintenance next time to just pull the rope and go. So Todd Opperman reached out to to us a couple months ago now, and and on the way back from their their mid Ohio race at the EMSA race because they they run a GT3 team, they picked up some carts and off they went. I mean they've they've added quite a few carts to their arsenal and they continue to go and, and they're going to have a really awesome series when that track's done. That track is amazing. Isn't that awesome? It's one of the things we we love and people talk about the sport of karting and is it growing? Where are we? The funny thing is there are some areas, obviously that you guys, that you guys maybe aren't aggressively involved in. We don't see Mar Gay at the Scusa pro tour. You guys focus more on regional and club racing right now, but the amazing thing um, we're seeing these new tracks come up. Like uh, these new tracks will pop up everywhere. We don't even hear about them. And all of a sudden a track is built somewhere. We had no idea the track was being built in Biloxi. Mm -hmm. You know, there's tracks being built all over the place. Then you get this all of a sudden, you know, guys I know at Motorsports Ranch are taking pictures of a new car track Mm -hmm. at at Motorsports Ranch (laughs) and the country club. (laughs) And it's just, I love seeing these new tracks come up and I'm thrilled when, when a program like yours, which is so focused on growing that foundation, that that's a positive, that's a huge positive in my mind. Yeah. I think, 
one of the reasons dirt biking is so successful is because you can run a hundred miles down the highway and pass sort of four tracks, you know, and karting is in desperate need of that. And and not even, obviously these tracks we mentioned are world-class facilities, you know, and it doesn't, not to say that it has to be that, it just has to be something. And there are a lot of tracks around the country that are run by some crazy invested volunteers. I mean, most of them are clubs uh, and they, they run off volunteers and because of them and because of those tracks is the reason that sort of this grassroots or, or lower level of this pyramid that you're talking about. That's the only way it's going to grow is if we have a great program, but we don't have a track, you know, it, it has to be sort of infused at these, these tracks. Uh, and it's because of these sort of volunteers that decide to do a thankless job that, that this, these kind of things can grow. So it's like you say, it's, it's great that new tracks are popping up and, and the existing ones need to stick around as well. Yeah, in, I, we've had David Cole and I have had conversations about that. You know, a, a track like the you know at Adkins or whatever it may be. You know, some of the older tracks that have been around since the seventies. Uh, the cool thing is those tracks, of course, were never made for the top level one twenty five mm-hmm. shifters and the and the high end tag stuff we have these days. But they're absolutely perfect for you know badass. Uh, mm-hmm. four cycle racing spec four cycle racing program. Whether it's just straight two hundred six or the Margay Ignite program, you guys play so well there now. Here's one thing I want to let's cap off the Margate Ignite program. And I think it's so cool. You have the spec package, you developed into a bunch of different areas. You got a lot of more, more tracks signing on folks. If you're listening to the podcast, we'll make sure that Greg provides his information. If you have a track, you want to add this Margate Ignite program, which is just turnkey and easy to bring people into the sport. One of the things you've done now, Greg, now that you're able to have enough tracks in, in your area, kind of around the St. Louis area in the Midwest, you guys then were able to roll out the, the 2019 Ignite Challenge, yeah. right? You go to some of these tracks that have signed up with you guys who are building a, building their own club. And all of a sudden, as you said, your guys at Gateway want to start traveling to the other tracks. Guys at Autobahn are going to want to start traveling to other tracks. Let's talk a little bit about the 2019 Ignite Challenge. Yeah, it's it's quite a fun little series that we've put together for our Ignite racers. Some Some people that are more local, it helps encourage them to... A, get into sort of the next level of competition and regional competition, but it also yep. sort of encourages homebodies at their existing tracks to get out and see some of the other tracks. And again, the only sort of variable in that is which gas station you get fuel from. So it makes it really easy um, for for people that race sort of all 12 races at Gateway to get out and see other places or vice versa. Same with Audubon uh, or 61 or any of the places that run the program. So these handful of tracks we travel to once a year and we, we, we run a regional point series that we award. I mean, we have a real banquet at the end of the year, just like anything. And the emphasis uh, similar to the ignite local level is to make sure the competitors have a fast, fun and fair racing environment to compete in at the regional level. And let's, I, I'm, I'm going to go through the remainder of the schedule here in a couple of seconds. If people could potentially want to come out, get themselves some our gig night chassis and come racing. But I think you brought it up there. Really, the spec program, uh, you know, ease of usage, get people into the sport, um, go racing, bear, lower the barrier of entry. But, you know, really one of the bottom lines in this thing and, and it's something that I think is taken out of the sport in so many levels and so many programs. You know, Greg, really, your mandate is, is about having fun, exactly. right? It's the it's going go go-kart racing and having fun. Well, yeah. Go-kart racing and fun should not be mutually exclusive. Those terms are synonyms, you know. I know, um, but yeah, but isn't that yeah. what we're dealing with sometimes? You know, it's people. You know, pe- people need to have fun. You, you guys are all about that, right? You guys want people to have a good, safe time, going racing, and having fun. That's the key, right? 
that's that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, people are more inclined to continue in a sport or I mean, because it is an expensive sport, you know, yeah. um, and and people are more inclined to spend that expendable income on racing if they're having a big time. And, and at the big at the high levels of racing, that's pretty exclusive to winning. But at our levels of racing, that's, you know, we're just we're just trying to have a big time with a bunch of friends out on track. <laughs> I love that mandate. Uh, again, the 2019 Ignite Challenge, the first round was uh, was rained out. Second round already in the books. Rounds what is this, was supposed to be five and six, which is essentially now rounds three and four. This coming weekend, actually, folks, June the 22nd at 61 Cartway in, in Iowa. Uh, rounds then would be five and six, July 27th at the Audubon Country Club. Uh, Greg, when I'm done with the schedule, you can talk a little bit of, briefly about that because I know they've done a lot of, they're doing a lot of work at Audubon to kind of up the track, right? They're putting a new track in, I think. Oh man, it's silly. That place is Yeah, silly. I want to talk about that in a second. And then the season capping up back at the the, the flagship, the home track at Gateway a Carplex on October the 12th. That'll be round seven and eight. Let's talk, yeah, let's let's wrap up this this initial segment here with a brief talk about the Audubon. I haven't seen really any pictures yet, but I've seen drawings and man, you know, I've, I've been on the big track before at Audubon. What a fantastic facility, but they're really, they're really investing some money in to what will be a great karting facility there as well. Yeah, they have. It's a Audubon. If you've never been is a really special place. Um, it's, it's, there are, there are amazing cars everywhere. There's a great big track there. A lot of people have garages on site. It's just a really amazing place. And they've had a cart track for a long time, something similar, you know, to a rental cart style track where they had rental carts and you could bring your buddies out or host corporate events for their members. So they've, they've decided that they want to go a little more invested in the carting side. And we've had the program there for probably three years with Kyle and the guys at Audubon and, and they're taking it serious now. They've repaved the entire track. They've had an addition added on that has a ton of elevation and a lot of technicality that we've, we've seen. They've hired on Alan Bertignoli to help run the place. Um, and so they, they're putting a lot of money and they've got world-class led lights. Like this is a legit tier one <laughs> carding facility. Now we were there, I love we it. were there June 1st, um, for their sort of grand opening for their members. Uh, and it was great. I mean, the track really was great. I had a chance to drive it. It's really technical. Um, they've used a skid pad in the past when route 66 or, or USPKS have visited. And honestly, the, the yep. way the layout is now, I don't think they would even have to do that anymore. Um, it, they could run the race yeah. just on the regular track. And Alan and Kyle and Craig and all those guys at Audubon have done an amazing job making that facility a tier one level facility. I mean, it really is incredible. Yeah. That's exciting. I love, I, again, like I said, we love hearing new facilities come out because new tracks mean new people into the sport, which again, then just strengthens the whole sport of karting. All right, folks, that's our first segment wrapped up. Uh, we got lots more to talk about with Greg. We're going to chat about the Quincy Grand Prix next up. So stay with us. Greg Dingus from Margate Racing joining us here on the EKN Radio Network. After this break, we're talking Quincy and we're talking Battle at the Brickyard. For over 25 years, Supercarts USA has been changing the face of American karting. The debut of the Scusa Promoto Tour in 1999 totally transformed national-level karting in the U.S., and now the current Pro Tour is enjoying its unprecedented 10th season of competition. The Scusa Pro Tour is the longest-running coast-to-coast national series in the sport. Nothing else has come close in the last 30 years. The Pro Tour is exciting, hardcore racing, but the foundation of Supercarts USA is its regional programs, we welcome all racers to come experience our style of events. 
Our flagship region is the California Pro Kart Challenge, a six-weekend series that races from April to September from Fontana to Monterey. The Texas Pro Kart Challenge is in its eighth season and is in the middle of an exciting six-race, three-weekend schedule that takes drivers to Denton, Amarillo, and Houston. And new for 2019 is the return of the Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge, where Scusa was born and raised. The series features four weekends at Newcastle, Norway, and Road America. We'd love to have you experience our product, and we hope to see you at a future Supercarts USA event. To learn more, head to supercartsusa.com. Cometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Cometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top-end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Cometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Cometic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Cometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Cometic can tailor to engine builder-specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Cometic gaskets are must-haves for championship-winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Cometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge, the dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode number 25 of the Industry Insider. And joining me today, the General Manager and Operations Director at Margate Racing, Greg Dingus. Uh, Greg and I actually had a chance to do some racing a couple of years ago when I uh, ran a Margate at the Rock mm-hmm. Island Grand Prix. I think it was my last year at Rock Island before I uh, ended up having to take off and, and, and tend to my road to Indy uh, duties Labor Day, uh, now out in Portland. Um Greg, <laughs> we tried to get this thing in the books yesterday on Monday, and I know how busy Mondays are for you guys. Of course, coming off just a couple of weeks ago at, at, at the Quincy Grand Prix, I guess a week, just over a week ago, the Quincy Grand Prix revival, obviously something huge for Margay. Um, I wrote a, a morning coffee column that's on the site right now about the fact that Keith Freeber convinced me when I was working for National Cart News to come to the event when I was a young Canadian journalist, and, and I got a chance to see the park you know, in actually a pretty good time in its its career in the in the mid to late nineties, of course Terry Trader bringing it back last year, the revival bringing almost three hundred, much I think almost three hundred entries, uh, over three hundred this year I believe in total. Now it's it's a big weekend for karting. Uh, it's a big weekend for karting in the Midwest. Of course, the fans come out, the people love it in Quincy, but it's really a massive weekend and undertaking for Margay as well. It's kind of really. It's got to be part of the the DNA of everybody at Margay, is it not? Yeah, Quincy Park is is a storied piece of Margay's past. I mean, anybody that's ever been 
driven for us and been really talented has stepped in the seat and, and done well at Quincy. Um, and Quincy's no joke to race at. I mean, it's a serious racetrack. Uh, if you've won at Quincy, you, you've done something. And and back in from the Scott Pruitt days all the way to Pistol Pete, I mean, there's been a lot of really good racers that we've been fortunate enough to have sort of drive for us. And it's quite close to home for us. Um, Quincy is only about an hour and a half away from our shop. And, and it's just a, it's been really good to see that place come back. It's been even better to see the work, Terry, and, and the fans that the city of Quincy Port, that place, we've had a really good two years there. And it's a, I mean, it's definitely my favorite event and my favorite trophy. Hey, let, let's talk a little bit about, about the Margate Ignite category there and the other classes. You know, how many, how many guys were there r- running in the Ignite category and, and how many overall in terms of Margate racing do you think you had? Uh, between senior and masters, we probably had just under 40 sort of entries between the two of them. Um, the Saturday sprints, I think we had 33 competitors on track, um, which is really exciting for us. I mean, that's that's a good good size class on a track like Quincy, especially considering the skill gap, because you've got all kinds of guys racing against each other. You've got people that have won races like Mike Dittmer and Jeff Dolian, and then you've got new guys relatively to the sport like Ken Cook. And so you've got a lot of a varying competition level. There's definitely somebody to race with always in one of our classes. It's not all elite. It's not all beginner. There's a good mix. So we were pretty happy with the entries that we had there, and we look forward to carrying that momentum to Brickyard. Yeah, it seems like Terry Trader and the crew, you know, he obviously has a fantastic group of volunteers that help out there. The track, uh, you know, they, they made major steps on the revival year last year in terms of adding safety to the track. They did even more this year with, with more barriers, uh, with more hay bales, more fencing. And I, I love what they're doing at Quincy. You mentioned it though, you know, it's, you don't really have much time, right? This weekend back at it with the ignite challenge event at 61 cartway. Well, we're just a couple of weeks away from the, from the USAC carding battle at the brickyard at the Indianapolis motor speedway. I know I'm absolutely super excited to be able to finally, I jump on board one of these ignites. David Cole's had all the fun at, at, with you guys at Rock Island. I, I can't wait to race with you guys at Brickyard. But um, let's talk numbers there because seriously, Greg, last year I, I want to say there was over fifty drivers in the two hundred six senior class. I think that was it the the Briggs the the ignite two hundred six senior. That's just unbelievable to me. That's pretty. Talk about the numbers. Yeah, those cards around the sort of long right hander after they've taken the green flag and get to see. It just seems like the line never stops. I mean, it just it just keeps going. And that event, I mean, easy sell tutors because the you know, don't have car height is. They just it's a great place for for new people for people. Everyone wants to go to Indy. Um, the numbers that we've seen there are huge. I mean, it's definitely our biggest event of the year. I think the tent that we use for that event to house all our racers is up somewhere near ten thousand square feet. It's a massive sort of project for us. It's our biggest race of the year, and it's it's consequently a lot of our favorites. I mean, mo- it's a, it's a favor of the racers for sure. And most of our staff are Indy guys. And it's just, I mean, who doesn't want to go to Indy to work, to drive? It doesn't matter. I mean, you're at Indy. Well, you, you mentioned it earlier in the podcast, talking about the fact that the, you know, the Margie Ignite program taking its drivers to Daytona, you know, of mm-hmm. course run there within the walls of the Daytona international speedway during, uh, during WK cart week. Then you add the Indianapolis motor speedway. Here's like two of the most iconic tracks in the, in all of North America. And you guys are there, uh, running with the Ignite program. What what do the numbers look like for this year? Well, I think numbers this year will be good. Uh, very much the same and a little bit more, especially because now we have Ignite Junior running as well. Uh, this is the first yep. year that Ignite Junior won, and, and the entries there are looking pretty good as well. Definitely have, we'll definitely break the 50 mark in the senior class, and then we're hoping to be somewhere in the mid-30s. I mean, the good thing about this event is it attracts people from all over the world. Uh, last year and this year, we'll have people from Canada, New Zealand, Australia. Uh, we have lots of people coming for this race because, again, it's Indianapolis. 
And and that's really what it's come down to. You know, the whole Ignite program, it, people can come in from anywhere, know that they're going to come in. They get a, a baseline. You know, they get they get a setup. They get a cart. They're totally supported, but it's that level playing field. They know they're going to come in. They're going to learn the racetrack, and they get to experience the event without the cost of having to ship their stuff. Where, Especially the guys, like you said, coming in from New Zealand, they're able to fly in and, and, and rent a cart from you guys, be part of your arrive and drive program. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's not a $10,000 sort of Vegas package that has place in the market yeah. for sure. But for $1,700, basically, you can have somebody work on your equipment. You can have a brand new go-kart delivered to the track and race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway for three days. I mean, racing, there is not a more affordable package in racing than that. And, and to say that, you don't have to have any experience with the package or tuning on the package because it's it's a spec package. You don't need to know that well, this guy knows that those wheels are fast or that clutch is fast. You know, it's just, you come race. I mean, it's just supposed to be fun after all. That's it. So again, folks, the Battle of the Brickyard coming up July the 5th, 6th, and 7th, I believe. Of course, uh, the Margay Ignite program, also a huge part of what will be the 25th running of the Rock Island Grand Prix this coming Labor Day weekend. One more quick break here in the podcast, folks. When we get back with, with Greg Dingus, we're going to talk about the new Brava models, not just the Ignite program, but the chassis that they have, the Brava 206, the Brava 100, and the Brava 125, these focused chassis that will be perfect if you're running in the KA100 class, if you're running an X30 uh, junior, senior, master, whatever it may be. We'll talk a little more about the Margay models for 2019 after this break. If the dream is IndyCar... Set your target on the road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. Our ladder system is designed to take drivers through three rungs of competition. The first step is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship, which features a carbon tub Tatus chassis, 180 horsepower, and paddle shift sequential gearbox. Boost the USF 2000's output to 280 horsepower for the newly named Indy Pro 2000 program, the second rung of the road to Indy, formerly known as Pro Mazda. Add in increased grip and aero downforce, and the Tatus PM18 becomes an incredible racing machine. The final step before IndyCar is the Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. The Delara IL15 boasts a whopping 450 horsepower. This car itself has helped train a third of the grid expected for the 2019 IndyCar Series. At all three levels, you race at premier venues on the same dance card as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. The program is unprecedented around the world, offering the opportunity to climb the ladder with over $2 million in scholarships to the champions in USF 2000, Indy Pro 2000, and Indy Lights. Former Carters fill the roster of Road to Indy graduates in IndyCar, like Spencer Piggott, Zach Beach, Jack Harvey, Ed Jones, Mateus Laced, Felix Rosenquist, Colton Herta, and 2018 Indy Lights champion Pato Award. Recent graduates like Kyle Kirkwood are in the middle of their journeys right now as well. Follow in their footsteps. If you want to race IndyCar, there's only one choice. The Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. As a world leader in personal racing safety products with a sales and service staff and dealer network unmatched in motorsports, Simpson Performance Products is now the official North American distributor for Stilo Helmets. 
In addition to their wildly popular auto racing helmets, Stilo is extremely excited to have made their move into the karting community with a pair of stellar options. Stilo has two helmets designed and manufactured specifically for karting. The Stilo ST5 CMR 2016 for kids and the Stilo ST5 Kart Snell K 2015 adult karting helmet. The company's karting helmets are directly derived from Stilo's auto racing helmets that are so popular at the top levels of racing. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels as well as Stilo's lightweight construction and unparalleled field of vision, a crucial attribute for karting. For more information on Stilo, check them out at simpsonperformanceproducts.com slash Stilo or by following them on social media at Stilo USA. The United States Pro Kart Series is fresh off its biggest event ever at GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina. The top teams in North America brought their best drivers to fill the paddock once again, and everyone challenged for their share of the $80,000 season prize package. With a final chance to bring the A-game in a few weeks, rounds 5 and 6 at Newcastle Motorsports Park are sure to be a barn burner. Whether you're looking for a slice of the cash prize package in X30 Pro and X30 Pro Junior, or just looking to race against stacked fields of the best drivers in the country, now is the time to put the USPKS Hoosier State GP on your calendar for July 26 through 28. Be on hand when the best of the best take home the spoils of victory as the weekend is capped off by the 2019 Championship Awards Ceremony. IAMI Finals tickets, USPKS Winner's Circle, and IAMI Engines and Products are all up for grabs in Newcastle, along with cash prizes, MG tires, and more. Move up to karting. Move up to USPKS. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, folks. This is Rob Howden, Industry Insider number 25. Tuesday, June the 18th. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast today. Greg Dingus from Mar Gay Racing, the general manager over in St. Louis. Uh, Greg, let's cap things off and talk about the development of the 2019 model lineup. You guys have obviously done a lot of work on the Ignite K2 and K1 for the junior and senior drivers, you know, that spec package, that nice tuning window, just a, a cart that's r- really fun and easy to drive. Then you guys, of course, have your models that are maybe have a little more upgrades, a couple more, you know, more uh, adjustability in the front. You know, you bring the sniper pills in or whatever you guys are using now uh, to, to the front of the go-kart. Let's talk a little bit about the 2019 lineup. Let's start with the, the Brava 206, the, the new chassis for four-cycle racing. Yeah, well, like I said at the beginning, our, our sort of desire to be competitive is, is has remained the same regard, you know, throughout our history. So we've got the big trophies outside our shop here to help motivate us. And although the Ignite program is a spec program and you're, you know, we're guaranteed to win the class, uh, we still want to go big yeah. level racing and win those races. And that's that's become more of an interest in ours in the last couple of years, I think, as the sort of Ignite crowd has transitioned into... Uh, a higher level of racing. Um, so we've spent a lot of time in the last couple of years developing our sort of uh, premier level go-karts, our Brava series, specifically the Brava 206. Basically, the Brava line is a all bells and whistles, high adjustability, high performance line, high performance brakes, uh, linear caster camber system, 
it's welded on seed struts. I mean, everything that we, you sort of need to help make sure that you can compete at the top level. That's not to say the Ignite cart isn't competitive. We've seen it be competitive. It's qualified pole at Daytona in the open class. But the the, the Brava line just gives you that extra yeah. bit of adjustability uh, to compete in sort of the soft tire high grip situation. So between our Brava sort of 100 cart and the Brava 206 cart, we're really pleased with the performance we've seen. Obviously, Spike Colbecker and Evan Stommer have had a lot of success on the two-cycle carts. And then we're starting to see a lot of success in that that new sort of 2019 Bravo 206 as well. Yeah, you know, I was uh, at the Texas Pro Kart Challenge opener back in March uh, down in Denton, Texas, at North Texas Cartway, and uh, in rolls uh, Jeff Dolian. Uh, rolls out the brand new the brand new 2019 Bravo 206 and proceeds to essentially sweep the weekend. He was uh, absolutely well. He only ran the one day, but he was absolutely unbelievably quick. And again, out of the box, he just said it was just so easy to drive, which is great. Yeah. It took a lot to get him off the old cart that he's had, the sort of cart we've had in the past. And uh, <laughs> I love it. Basically, he, uh, you know, just tell, I mean, Jeff's a good listener. So just, dude, get on the go kart. I promise that you'll be good. And uh, he got on that thing. And it, it seems like he's been winning ever since. He's he's enjoyed the chassis. He's kind of mimicked what you were saying. It's got a very wide setup window. So if you miss a bit, if you miss a said, bit on yeah. the setup, yeah. uh, you can still be competitive. It's not quite as detrimental. Can we talk a bit about about the development of the chassis? Who who do you have? Like, are you get do you get behind the wheel? I know that you do, but who else gets behind the wheel when when you're designing chassis like this? Well, we, it starts with us, yeah. Um, so we have, thankfully, you know, Gateway Motorsports Park is only you know ten minutes from our shop, and we have a garage on site there. So it's really easy for us to sort of get on track and test our equipment. So it starts off with myself kind of Keith and, and John Strom. Maybe you've heard of him. Um, Good old John Strom. Yeah. Getting in go-karts yep. and seeing how we feel. And then once we feel we've got a package that, uh, you know, we're ready to take to somebody that's way better than us, like Evan Stommer or Gage Rucker. Um, we put it in their hands uh, in the past. You know, we've had Spike here local. We've got a lot of good drivers here locally that help us out with that stuff once we get to that stage. And thankfully, in the summer months here, it gets quite grippy because that's generally the conditions you want to test that stuff in. And so we've we've got a big crop of guys around. And, and any <laughs> anytime you say, does anybody want to drive this go-kart? It's pretty easy to find people. <laughs> yeah, they're all standing around with their suit on ready to go. But Interesting that you bring up the name John Strom because I, you know, I, I've been around now for 25 years and it was those, when you talk Brava, right? The Brava one, I think was 1997 or 96 or 97, I believe was the first, probably 96. I think the first Brava one uh, brought out, of course, to run even Formula A you know, back then when Keith was, uh, was focused on some of the Formula A stuff as well as the, as the club stuff. Like there's never, it's been an unwavering support for, for grassroots racing with, with Margay, but that first Bravo one that rolled out. And I remember guys like Jonathan Strom and Tofi Stewart, uh, guys jumping behind the wheel. Mike Doty was actually a, a driver as well. And just, you just go through the names, Alan Rudolph of guys that ha- have run Margay's early on. And it's interesting to hear that, that Jonathan, I know that he was away from the sport for a bit. He's come back with his son, I believe. And uh, that's, I love the full circle story that he's back potentially doing a bit of testing because he was doing a lot of testing in those early days as well uh, in the Bravo one. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like, you, I mean, the Bravo one you're talking about is, is right out my window. We have one in the showroom with the John, the John Strom decals, and it's the best color purple you've ever seen. Um, it but is. it is exciting <laughs> to see guys like that back. And I think the sport has a lot of those guys, those kind of um, sort of halo drivers from back then coming back with their generation of kids now trying to get back in the sport. And he works here on a daily basis, and he's become a, quite a close friend, and I try to learn as much as I can from him. That's awesome. Now, okay, let's let's cap off this podcast, Greg. Let's let's look forward 
into Margay. Obviously, you got you got a great product lined up for 2019. You're winning races all over the place in the other categories outside of the you know the the, the Margay Ignite program. You're winning races, as we said. Jeff Doley and guys winning at the park. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are going to be battling for race wins outside the Ignite program at uh, the Brickyard, at Rock Island, other major events mm-hmm. around the country. What's the focus? What is your focus right now? Is the idea, like, is there a lot of input coming in for the Ignite program to potentially set up new dealers around the country? Or new, not so much dealers, but new tracks around the country? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got some new tracks. I, I don't know that I'm... I'm ready to say just yet, That's but right. in Indiana and Ohio that are, are very interested in the Ignite program. And, and ultimately it's not a invite only program. Anybody that, you know, wants to see growth at their track, um, I can show you our, the numbers that we've seen here in the Midwest. I mean, it's just relatively undeniable. I mean, the 206 package coupled with a spec tire is the way to go to get new people in. I mean, um, if you want growth at your track, this is the program you need. So if there's anybody that sort of is the new sort of uh, president at a club or owns a track or is interested in building a track, talk to us about this Ignite program and we'll get you off the ground. You know, Greg, at the very least, I would say this. Every president of any karting club in North America would be wise to the very least, they'll call you guys just just to, so they know what's going on, right? Educate themselves on the program and, and kind of come up to speed with the success story that you guys have seen first at Gateway and now expanding to so many different racetracks around the Midwest. And then as we've talked about already, into Texas. Yeah, I think so. We're racers too. You know, we've raced for a long time. Uh, we've been a part of the industry yeah. for 20 something years, just myself. And and I, this isn't, you know, this isn't a shell game. This isn't, in, you know, we're not insurance salesmen. This, this really does work. Um, it does get new people involved. So if you're a track looking for new people, this is the way to go. All right, then let's give them the information. If they do want to get a hold of you, you can you can roll out your, your e- email address. Of course, you can give them the phone number, and then I believe it's www.margay.com, correct? Correct, margay.com. Um, you can call us anytime. It's 314-771-4242, or you can email me directly at greg, G-R-E-G, at margay.com. You know, Greg, I'd love to be able to get back to Rock Island one time because you and I had a pretty good little run there. You, you on the wrenches, yeah. we, we qualified second in the uh, 206 Masters class. I really thought that I was going to be able to have a shot at the race win until I found out that Tony Nielsen was driving and coming. In, and he, I think he was just turned 30, right? Cherry yeah. picker. Cherry picker. We yeah. had a good time, though. He and I were fast. Um, I, uh, I was, I, fast. That yeah. was a lot of fun. We had a good time there. It was super quick. I know, I know that. We had the gearing to run out front, but man, it was yeah. not easy at the start of that Le Mans start. We got eaten up pretty good, but <laughs> yeah, I got back to second, ended up finishing fourth. But it was, it was a lot of fun working with you. I really appreciate that. That was a that was a lot of fun that weekend. Yeah, good weekend. Yeah, we're, we're gonna do it again though at the Battle of the Brickyard. I probably won't get as much uh, as as good a service as I got that weekend from you though, right? Oh, come on. Now. <laughs> I th- well, no, I'm just saying <laughs> I don't think I don't think that you will be working on my go kart like you did at Rock Island because the bottom line is you are going to be busy with however yeah. many people you guys have under the tent there. Yeah, we'll make sure we got a pro spinning wrenches for you. <laughs> Maybe Mike Birdsell. Yeah, I, there Mike's you go. A, there you go. He's a, he's a veteran, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, Greg, I, I really appreciate you taking the time here on a Tuesday morning to talk with me. I know things are firing up up there uh, at the shop. But again, thank you so much for, for chatting with us about Margay. I'm, I'm, I'm just so excited about the Margay Ignite program. I just think it's such a cool thing for the sport. And, and you guys are a success story right now, uh, over and above, you know, with the carts themselves, the history of, of Margay, all the championships you guys have won in the man cup, you say you got the championship trophies there, the manufacturer's trophies, but this Margay Ignite program, I know it's, you know, it, it was kind of Keith's baby, this little project thing that he built off of and then, you know, springboarding from gateway, but man, this thing is just such a success story right now. 
yeah, we're really happy with it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's what carding is needed. And I think that shows in the numbers and I appreciate you and David taking the time and, and having us on to talk about it. Thanks, Greg. I do appreciate it. Folks, this is Greg Dingus from Margay Racing, the general manager, busy guy, of course, coming off that huge weekend at the Quincy Grand Prix. Uh, they got a race this weekend at 61 Cartway for the Margay Ignite Challenge. Uh, from there, they look forward to the Battle at the Brickyard, the USAC karting event at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. If you have not looked into the Margay Ignite program or any of the Margay chassis, I would suggest you do so. Margay.com. They got a brand new lineup as we talked about for 2019, but the Margay Ignite program just bringing so many people into the sport and it's all about having fun. Uh, great to have Greg Dingus on the uh, broadcast with us here on this industry insider episode number 25 folks. Thank you so much for tuning in here to the EKN radio network. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.